Hi there, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we're talking about season two, episode 11 we're at now? I think so. Uh, it's called Seeds of Discontent. And it is a very heavy episode. It's a bit heavy. Yeah. Let's describe the episode. So from the DVD box set, we've got the summary. When an old friend of Will's asked to be her sperm donor, Grace finds herself becoming possessive of Will's seed. Ew. That sounds gross. That sounds gross. All right, so I think we talked. We we're going to talk about Jack and Karen real quick because yeah. they really don't have much of a plot. Yeah, as role. we said, as we just described, this is really a Will and Grace centric episode. Mm-hmm. Um, more than we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's really Jack and Karen basically are just there to like perform the roles of like salt and pepper because <laughs> they are literally just there for seasoning. Yeah, that's really true. Because Jack is there a lot in like talking to Will about like how mm-hmm. Will feels about this scenario, and Karen is there to talk about how Grace feels about the scenario. Right. But, like, for the most part, they are just there to, like, make kind of weird comments, and Jack is there to hit up Will for money. Right. That is is kind of a funny through line, is that, like, Jack is there, like, to laugh with Will and joke with Will, and then, like, in the middle of their laughing, like, he throws in, like, so can I have $600 for my date? Will's like, no. And then, throughout the episode, it just keeps getting money. Like, (laughs) a lower amount. Like, can I have $100? (laughs) No. Right. 50? No. Right. But I think it's interesting that Jack's role, then, in addition to being funny and lightening the mood is to support Will in his decision yeah, to donate the sperm. Yeah, he's all about it. And then he has this interesting throwaway line where he mentions, you know, that he's donated some sperm. Mm-hmm. And for um, observant viewers of this series who've watched further, you may find that there's some resonance to that. Mm. Mm. His macho gazpacho, as His I believe he puts it. His macho gazpacho. Which is a disgusting way to refer to your semen. You know what else is really disgusting about semen is that it's like slightly cooler than your normal temperature of your body. Like that just weirds me out. Is it? Yeah, well, because that's why your balls hang out yeah, I guess your body, sense. because they have to stay at, like, a slightly cooler. Cooler, temp- cooler temperature. Yeah. That's I don't why know, you I'm can't just... sit with your laptop on your lap, because the hotness will ruin your sperm. I'm just so hot, you know, it's hard to tell. Too hot. No sperms. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas Karen's role is, I think, more minimized. I think Jackson more of the episode. Um, yeah, Karen is really just there in one scene to pretend to be sick. Right. And then she's there in another scene to be the sounding board for Grace. Grace. Yeah. Because Grace doesn't have anyone to talk to in this episode. Because as we talked about very briefly, Grace is really upset by this decision. Yes. Um, to give a little bit more context, this is Will's high school friend. Yes, this so is like his pre-Grace Grace. His pre-Grace Grace. Mm-hmm. And she's really upset about this, but she doesn't feel like she can tell Will how upset she is. So Karen's role is to kind of be that sounding board. Yeah, you? she's kind of there to just be like, look, look, let's just cut the bullshit. Like, this is why you're really upset. Right. You know, this is why you're upset. I mean, even when we have the scene that Karen's in, which is phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. Grace is up front, like, you can't give your opinion. You would have to listen. <laughs> and then she just, like, unloads all this baggage on Karen. And then Karen is just... She, like, responds <sighs> by, like, making a bunch of animal noises, basically. Like, she just, It's like, probably one of the best things Megan Mullally has done on the show so far. She's, she's just, just, like... Trying so hard to remain silent that she's just like occasionally like just busting out and like random laughter right. and like she's making just, like eh, there's nah. this like long take of her at the desk she's just like mm. <laughs> and then like Grace is finally like <laughs> just like just let me have it she's like okay first of all those shoes go back on the Mayflower right because she keeps calling them pilgrim shoes <laughs> and then like she just and like, then she just basically like unloads on. Grace. Yeah, she and just, think, like, lays yeah. it down. She's like, clearly this is what your issue is. You right. don't really have any problems with this person. You just have problems with the fact that she's and then she will. Right, and then she comes, stops out the narrative. So, thank you, Sean Hayes and Megan Mullally, for coming to work today. Yes. Um, We're sorry it's the, that It's the Will and Grace show, sorry. It's the Will and Grace show. It's so let's not talk about Jack. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Let's expand on the summary. All right. So the episode starts very innocuously with kind of the pre-Grace Grace showing up. Yeah, her name is Claire. She lives in France. She does fashion. Yep. 
And um, she and Will were besties in high school. Yeah. And there's this nice scene where she and Grace talk about, like, la, 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 where women were successful, blah, blah, blah. When did you know Will was gay? Right, right, right. Uh, I kind of like how the episode seems to be setting us up for a classic, like, love, quote-unquote, love triangle, like, conflict between them. Because, like, you expect Grace to be jealous of this friend. Right. And she's really not. At first, she's totally like, oh, she's great. I'm glad that she uh, (laughs) passed the flame on to me. Right. And I think also, like, this episode does a good job of setting up a false impression that Will and Grace have gotten over a lot of their codependent tendencies. Uh, Yeah. Like, they're all hanging out, and then, like, Grace gets up and leaves and goes to her apartment. And then, like, as the episode goes on and on, you can see, like, a little bit of that facade shed like mm-hmm. we're in grace's apartment for one of the first times this season and it's still in boxes right like it's he, as will said it's been six months decorator unpack myself <laughs> but yeah like you can also see like that as like kind of evidence for this codependency it's like grace is almost waiting for will to let her back in yes exactly which is why she can't unpack right because she's like why would i unpack and get out of this apartment because clearly this isn't permanent right like, and when he walks in, she's literally deciding whether or not she should move one vase from one side of the mantelpiece to the other. Like, that's as far as she's gotten. Right. She's like, does it throw off the whole room? And he's like, uh, the boxes might. Right. And so you kind of see, even before he tells her that he's decided to give his friend Claire his sperm just mm-hmm. so she have a baby, um, you can see that he, the cracks in this facade are already showing. Right. You know? like, They're not really as separate as they're pretending they are. Right, and it's not just Grace with all of her boxes laying everywhere. It's also, like, Will is very clearly nervous to tell her. And he's right. pretending, like, he's not and that it, everything's fine. But the way he tells he her... He couldn't is, say yes until he checked with Grace. Right. And then, even then, like, he still seems very unsure. Because her, her yes isn't like, yes, do it. It's like, yeah, she'd be a great mom. Right. And he gets to the sperm bank and he's, like, he keeps, like, fussing and finding ways not to do it. Because mm-hmm. he keeps thinking about Grace. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we have this scene in Grace's apartment, and then, like, Will is like, I'm gonna go tell her I'm gonna do it, and then he runs off, and, like, she closes the door, and it's just, it's a very sad moment where she, like, stands back against the door, and just, like, you can tell she's about to burst into tears. Right. She's just very upset. And, yeah. And it takes even Grace a lot of time to figure out why she's upset. Right, because when she's talking through it with Karen, she's giving a bunch of what seem like very reasonable reasons to right. not want Will to do this. She's talking about how he's gonna regret it, how... He can't give anything up. He can't give anything up. Like, she talks about, like, the NYU sweater that he checks on <laughs> weekly. Right. And, like, that's a very good point. Like, the episode really doesn't spend a lot of time talking about the actual, like... The real implications. Right. Like, if Will does this, like, he's clearly not going to be involved with a co-parent. And right. And is he okay with that? Right. Is he okay if he is co-parenting, if it's completely long distance, because Claire still lives in France? Mm-hmm. So, like, it really doesn't spend a lot of time on, like, yeah. the real issues of, like, you know, donating reproductive bits. Right. That would possibly kind of, work out for It Will. spends a lot of time on this issue of the emotional feelings that Will and Grace have for each other and they have for kids and they right. have for kids with each other. Which, I think, kind of have an interesting place in this episode because they're presented as mm-hmm. ridiculous, but also they very clearly have a real effect on the characters. Right. There's even that moment where Grace is like, every emotion is valid or something. Right. She, she even says, like, that's what you taught me. Right. And so, like, it is very real for them to, like, have this conversation and sit it down and unpack it. Like, if I'm right. going to, like, reproduce biologically with someone, I want it to be with you. Right. And, like, that's totally legit and valid. And it's also a through line that we're going to see throughout the rest of the series. Like, oh. it's not something that is, like, getting dropped. Like, these are people in their 30s, and they aren't currently romantically linked. It is not that weird for them to be considering the possibility of, like, if we're going to have kids, maybe we can do it together. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. This episode really 
it spends a lot of time, like, almost, like, faffing about the real issues, which is a little bit frustrating, but it's also, like, a totally real response. Mm-hmm. Like, I could totally see, like, having a similar freakout if all of a sudden you told me you were going to be sperm donating to someone <laughs> else. And I'd be like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, for me, actually, I was kind of surprised when this emotional angle took the centerpiece of the episode because I honestly saw so many red flares with Claire. Like, having not seen this episode before and not knowing what they were getting into, like, this woman comes in from France. She's Will's old friend. She's like, I want a baby with you, but it has to be tomorrow, and then I'm going back to France, and you're never going to see me again. Mm -hmm. Like, I think some of the issues that Grace raises are legit issues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The co-parenting thing that we talked about, Mm -hmm. the fact that, like, this woman came out of nowhere and is like, hi, can I have your sperm, please? Right. It was like, hey, I haven't seen you in 15 years. Right. And like, in like the process of being like, hey, let's look through the yearbook, blah, blah, blah. Do you right. want to have a baby with me? Right. And like, it's not like, it's not like I haven't seen you in 15 years, like present day. We're like, like, there are people that I haven't seen in years on, from college that I still feel comparatively closer to because we communicate in some way. Like, right. there's no way they had, like, a long-distance phone conversation and, from France. Right. Like, that's the thing is, like, this is the year 2000. Like, like there and most they wrote letters. Right. There isn't Skype. There might be an occasional email, but... Right. It's like they're not texting via WhatsApp. Like, there isn't right. as easily a way to communicate. So, that's... So, it makes Claire seem a little... Not, like, crazy. Like, that's, that's not like, fair. It's a strange thing to suddenly decide that, yes, I want a baby, and I want it with you, and I'm never going to see you that often. Right. It's just weird that the episode doesn't unpack that. So, yeah. I, it kind of makes her, like, a bunch of red flags, but also turns out to be a red herring, mm-hmm. because we don't address any of that, because he doesn't ultimately choose to give her his sperm, which right. is probably a good decision right. for and a lot of reasons. Yeah, it just seems like that's a very solid decision for Will, especially at this time when he wasn't prepared to make this decision, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a lot of time to even think about it, so like... Right, he gets really caught off guard. I mean, the episode only covers, what, two days? Yeah, I think she comes Three to town on Sunday, and she's gone by Tuesday, Yeah. and so Monday on his lunch, he's supposed to just, like, jerk off into a cup? Yeah. Like, I feel like, if nothing else, like, I would have been like, you know, maybe if I'm going to do this, can I have, like, a month or two to think about it? Right. Like, I understand that you want to be pregnant, like, yesterday, but right. I had just found out about this. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's just one thing that this this episode in particular didn't really spend a lot of time on in, per, like, regards to, like, Claire. Mm-hmm. Like, Will and Grace talk a lot about their, like, emotional connections to each other and to, like, the possible reproductive fluids were right. involved. But, like, there isn't really any discussion of that regarding Claire. Like, there's no, like... Which, maybe, to Claire, make Will a good choice? I mean, she has some fondness for him. She knows he's a good person. She knows he's gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> like, for Claire, maybe Will makes sense rather than someone who's in her life for kind of the opposite reasons that Will and Grace say that they want to be each other's right. person. Yeah. And, like, that makes sense. But, like... Isn't exploring the episode. Right. Like, I kind of wish that they'd spent some time talking about, like, Claire's reasons for wanting it right. to be well. Well, and Claire really drops out of the episode as soon as she's like, I need to leave. Please put your sperm in a cup. Right. Like, we don't even get this scene where Will tells her no. Right. Like, we just get him telling Grace that he told her no. Yeah. So I think it's it, it's very interesting in that regard mm-hmm. that we, you know, this probably isn't a devastating, I mean, like, it's sad, but it's probably not devastating for Claire in the right. way that... Will going through with it would have been devastating to Grace, which I think probably says a lot about them making the right decision in this episode. Right. Like, I feel like Claire just wants a baby, and she just picked someone who she thought would be a good, like, literal biological father. Right. But I feel like she could pick another very good literal biological father who isn't involved from, like, a sperm bank or something. Right. And I think in the absence of having a relationship like ours, like a Will and Grace relationship, I think that's kind of where I would... B, do you want someone that you don't know to be the father of your kid? Maybe, or in my case, the mother? I mean, right. 
Like maybe not. Maybe like it makes sense. Like in the absence of a really strong relationship where you've talked about it, mm-hmm. it makes sense to pick someone who you kind of know, who you feel like would be okay with it, and has good genes and a good personality and is smart. Right. You know, like from Claire's perspective, I get it. Yeah, but like I feel like it just it kind of glossed over some very real things. Like what about like parental rights? Would Will have them? Mm-hmm. We didn't discuss that. Like, we didn't discuss at all, like, would he technically be granted custody at any point? Yeah, I don't know. If he, like, went to France to visit this kid and he saw that he didn't like the way Claire was raising the kid, like, could he be like, hey, this kid is mine now? I'm guessing, ba- from the legal standpoint of it, I'm guessing she wouldn't report him as the father on the birth certificate. Well, that's the thing, though. That's why I'm confused as to why she's using, you know, Will versus an anonymous sperm donor. Like. Right. She ch- clearly wanted it to be Will. Right. So if that's the case, would she list him on the birth certificate? Maybe. Would. But if he does, like, if she did that... What like, are the would, implications of that? Right. Yeah. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of very, like, nitty-gritty, like, legal-type stuff that was not explored because, I mean, I've seen this episode a bunch of times. Actually, Matthew has seen it, too, but we were kind of drunk. <laughs> when we were at Pride, we went to a bar here in Milwaukee, and they sometimes play Will and Grace, and they were playing this episode. And not I, a clue. I just remember sitting in the background as, like, we were, all of our group of friends were, like, face-swapping on uh, Snapchat, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, Matthew, don't look at the TV. Matthew, don't look. It's spoilers. <laughs> and I was look. drunk, so I probably just didn't look. <laughs> but it, you're right. This episode takes a really big, really heavy topic, but it's only season two of Will and Grace, and they're right. not equipped to talk about it. Right. But it is interesting that it's not just played for laughs. Right. Like, there, there is, like, a very real weight given to it, which I mm. like, especially because, like I mentioned, like, this is not the last time we have this conversation. Mm. I think it's interesting, maybe we can talk about ourselves in this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems very much like the first time Will and Grace are sitting down and having this conversation. That's, yeah. That's been in the back of her mind, at least, and probably mm-hmm. his for a lot of their relationship. Yeah, I think that that's, that's probably a very realistic thing to think about. I think they're, what, like... 32. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this probably hasn't come up, but they're kind of reaching that point where, you know, the biological clock's a ticking. Right. But I mean, for Grace, it is. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, she's saying, like, when I'm 40, am I going to want a baby? But, like, that's not really that far away from her, for mm-hmm. her, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think in the first season, we saw a lot of their codependency in. Grace treating Will like her boyfriend and vice versa. Right. I think this episode seems like the first time that they're almost like doing, they're almost like doubling down on that, but also skipping past it at the same time. Right. Because basically she's saying, I know I'm in order to be my life. If I don't have anyone else, it would make sense for us to have a kid together, Mm -hmm. which is almost more like having him be her husband and also less. way that they frame it because it's sort of like not just like your typical codependent well you know since nobody else wants me you have to want me right but at the same time it's like you know if I'm not with anyone else it has to be you like like I don't want anyone else to fill me with their seed but it's a it's a pivotal moment in their relationship and it's it's something you and I have kind of jokingly talked about (laughs) we do talk about it sometimes so um we actually just had a little bit of a conversation about it right before we started recording to just like Check in about where we stand <laughs> on whether or not we are going to have biological children together. Right. And, like, obviously, we're in a very different situation right. than Will and Grace. Like, you know? we're, we're both in our mid-20s. Like, this isn't... A, well, and it's tw- almost 20 years later. Right. Like, this isn't a massive concern for us at right. this pertinent moment. But we have decided that if uh, if we're not co-parenting the kid because we're old and need happiness in our lives, that we don't want to have the combination of... Test giving the egg and giving birth to the baby. No. Yeah, that would be weird for me. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm not involved in co-parenting, I don't want to give birth to anything I don't get to keep. Frankly, I think that's awfully selfish of you because you're just like, 
Uh, I don't want to push a baby out of my vagina for you, Matthew. No, I'm saying I don't want to carry a baby for nine months and be like, I have vaguely uh, attached to this thing and then have to be like, bye-bye forever, baby. Good point. You would definitely whine more about carrying the baby than actually pushing the baby out. Yeah, I would. I just totally ignored all the emotional elements of your yeah, thing no, just to make fun fine. of you. I would just complain about how I got drink or drink coffee. Oh my God, you'd be such a bitch about that. I love coffee. And alcohol. Mostly coffee. But probably mostly coffee. Let's be real. I love alcohol, but like I can function without alcohol. <laughs> Hi, my name is Tess and I am not an alcoholic. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like that's just like I, I know myself very personally. I get very attached to things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I've been the type of person who if I've had like a long standing pimple, get kind of sad when it's gone. Oh my God. You know, so like it's just this idea that like if I had something in my body, I mm-hmm. would want to keep it. Right. So... I would be more than happy to give you any eggs that you want, but I'm not carrying that shit for you. Right. And that's fair. I don't think I have any strong need for you to bear my child. That's great. Thanks. If you want to contribute to its creation, that's one thing. Yes. But, yeah. Now, we we did talk, however, about how if we were in the exact same situation this episode, that Tess would not allow me to impregnate someone else. And I think that's frankly unfair. I just, like, it would weird me out, you know? Like... But, like, we talked about it. We, like, if we went a totally different way than Will and Grace, we're like... Will comes in and he tells Grace it's happening. He doesn't really ask for permission because he doesn't know that's on the table. You're saying in a situation where I came in and asked for permission, you wouldn't go for it? Mm, probably not. Hmm. There's like maybe one friend of yours that I would think that was acceptable. Right. But like, that's it. Like everyone else, <laughs> I'm like, mm, no, you don't want to, you don't want to have a baby with them. It's very interesting. I just have very high standards for you. That's why I haven't like any of your boyfriends. Oh my God. <laughs> I just mean, if I can't stand your boyfriend, just think of what I would say about your baby mom. So you're saying you don't want there to be little versions of me out in the world? I do, but, like, I don't want them to be, like, half you genetically and half, like, some asshole who I don't like. <laughs> That's not a very nice way to talk about you, my potential future friends who need my sperm. Well, maybe they should not need your sperm so much. I don't know, <laughs> like, get off. I schlepped this sperm through Toronto. Admittedly. <laughs> I think I schlepped your eggs through Toronto. Let's be no, real. No, you schlepped my eggs through New York, though, because that was when my feet were both, like, injured. And I, mean, I, like, could not walk. I mean, only one of us was at full working mental capacity at the time that we got off the trolley too soon to the airport. I'm just saying I was a little concerned about us missing our flight, and then we got off the trolley too soon, and we were, like, stranded in Toronto without phones. Fair. That was a little nerve-wracking, and I don't think it's fair to make fun of me because I was not handling it well because I was exhausted and have an anxiety disorder. Well, fair. So, TLDR, suck my dick, <laughs> but don't save the sperm. Maybe your thinking is that you're the only one who you can trust to raise by potential children. Yeah, actually, well, that does sound right. Yeah. That sounds Other completely than, like, like me. Anyone that you approve is fine. Yeah, that's because you. you need to like marry someone who's a lot like me. No, like I don't them. want that. You do want no, that. No, I don't. You super do, though. No, I don't. You think you don't, but you do. <laughs> no, I think I need someone who's very different from you, but also in a way that you appreciate. No, because every time you've tried to date someone who's very different from me, I've gone like and met them twice and been like, I don't like them. <laughs> no, they're they're not cool. Uh, well, let's talk very briefly about the, the broader implications. Sure. Um, as much as makes sense within the... The spoilery levels. Yeah, so we're not going to talk spoilers, but this is something that does kind of carry on through the rest of the show. Okay. 
And it's sort of interesting because it kind of feels like they almost happened upon this like emotional through line that does carry through yeah. some seasons. Because this episode isn't written by the creators. Right. Who is it written by? I forgot. Um, it's written by Johnny Marchenko. Yeah, it is. So we have this moment that isn't written by the creators, so it clearly wasn't like... A... It wasn't part of the original pitch for the show. Right. And it's not part of the direction of the season. Right. But then, like, you know, we see it. We will see it again a few times. And it's not just Will and Grace who are impacted by this, like, oh my gosh... Like, genetic donation, mm-hmm. what do, sort of plot line, like, this this comes back. And I think that's really interesting, especially considering the time period. Like, yeah. the 2000s were a really big time where this was starting to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, especially this as, is probably one of the only shows where this sort of thing was being discussed. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, like, the sperm donation clinic is played mostly for laughs because it's something unfamiliar to Americans. Oh, my God. Can we also discuss the fact that the nurse was, like, dressed in, like, a sexy nurse costume instead yeah, that of, was like, weird. scrubs? Like, what the fuck? That was weird. And then, like, when he asked, when Will asked for, like, do you have any, like, gay porn? Like, I'm gay. He's, she, like, gives him a copy of Martha Stewart oh Living. And, it's, and he's just like, let me just explain to you something about my people. Like, that alone <laughs> is, like, such a big culture shit because like that sperm clinic is made for infertile heterosexual couples mm-hmm. whereas I feel like the modern conception of a sperm clinic now is like people assume it's for couples who are in some level of queerness because like that's the assumption you right know? like that's the thing is just like when I picture a sperm bank now like typically my projection is something of like some variety of queerness where like Right. Just like, and maybe that's the world we live in, but right. But like, yeah, we might live in like a little gay bubble or something. But yeah, just the idea that like heterosexual biological reproduction isn't necessarily the easiest thing, right? Or like a viable option for a lot of queer people, so they do have to turn to like, or like the alternative is that like old joke about how like we'll go to the sperm bank to get drinking money, you know? Like those are like the two people you imagine in a sperm clinic from like a you know from a Mm -hmm. comedic or you know you imagine gay couples who need it to have kids and you imagine people who need $25. Right. Whereas, yeah. like, I'm sure that's not the actual spread in the real world. Oh, I hope it's more than $25. No, I think it's usually, like, real cheap because, like, really? eggs are, eggs are, like, thousands oh, of dollars. Oh, yeah, no, I've actually looked into egg donation a few times when I was very broke and it is several thousand dollars but yeah. they have very strict, like, requirements mm-hmm. and it can be really, like, a very painful procedure. If nothing else, your height might preclude you. Yeah, I am very short and my, yeah. de- and the, you know, genetic predisposition for depression. Yes, that's anxiety. That too. Yeah. Depression and anxiety are, they run in my family. Yeah, Have babies with me, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, you're really selling your sper- or your eggs. Oh, shut up, scoliosis and tied tongue. Oh, okay. Scoliosis and tied tongue, depression and anxiety. I'm just <laughs> saying, if my kid's going to be depressed and anxious, I would like them to have like a like intact spine well, and a tongue that isn't detached. Okay, that's a fair point. You can <laughs> clip the tongue. I don't know why my parents didn't. Karen, why didn't you do this? <laughs> I have questions. I demand answers. Oh, my God. All right. I think that's a great place to end it before we just go off about my mother. Uh, I love you. Tess, why don't you tell everyone some places where my mother can angrily yell at you on social media? Okay. If you want to angrily yell at us like Matthew's mother might, if she ever listens to this, you can find us on Twitter at notacoupleshow, on Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us an email at gmail at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com, and you can find our show notes on Medium. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, keep tuning in as we discover whether or not Will and Grace have a baby together, <laughs> which is clearly the fundamental driving plot of the show. Oh, my God. You already know how it ends. Don't be a jerk. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Hello, Eliza. This episode was sponsored by the Naughty Nurse Sperm Bank. 
come by and drop off your macho gazpacho for lesbians and lonely Parisians.